0: We are living at a time in history in which we are facing the biggest battle of our lives. With personal relationships and families disintegrating, businesses starting and then crumbling before they've even taken off. Struggling because they're not able to adapt to this fast-paced, ever-changing global marketplace. Business leaders today are in dire need of leadership skills that will take their teams to a new level in the evolution of their business and humanity. My name is Lena Patel. I'm the founder of Global Impact Systems, helping bring the sandbox into the boardroom. And if you're wondering what I mean by that, well, think about what you picture when you visualize a sandbox. You think of play building, exploration, fun, discovery, creativity. A sandbox represents a space where, as kids, our imagination gave us free rein to dream and build and break down and recreate. In the adult world of work, it represents a segment of time dedicated to being uninhibited and open to new experiences without preconceived ideas of what our play will lead to or how it will serve us. The boardroom can be an actual boardroom or a training room or a classroom or any place in which we consciously choose to create an environment of safety, creativity and freedom. We typically think of a boardroom environment as serious, focused, outcome oriented quite the opposite of what a sandbox means to us so it's a juxtaposition in my mind of two realities a metaphor that represents a paradigm shift in how we need to lead and think and behave it's kind of like play-doh on steroids so we need this now more than ever we need to look at work and the world actually through a new lens a fresh lens because we are living in some challenging times, which call for higher levels of leadership, both from ourselves, our team leaders, corporate leaders, and our global leaders. And every one of us is on a team, whether it's the team of a family, the team of a business, a community group that we're part of, a religious organization, a political party. And with that effective leadership in all these areas, we as a global team, are growing rapidly towards mass extinction. Research is showing that civilization as we know it could come to an end in less than 100 years, unless we choose otherwise. That sounds pretty dire, doesn't it? Every day the news is filled with people who call themselves leaders, but they seem to be driven by ego, ambition, selfishness, greed... And I believe that what the world really needs right now are true leaders, selfless individuals who are committed to creating positive change in themselves and others. Leaders who are willing to put their heart on the line. Today, I feel like we have two choices. We can remain passive, disconnected bystanders and sit back and watch as other people design our life for us or walk the path of leadership, and move the needle in the other direction. No matter our place in the hierarchy of things, this is our time to rise, to become true leaders. And so what makes a true leader? A true leader shines the light on their own truth. A true leader shines by living in alignment with his or her values, building their teams on the solid ground of these values a true leader shines the light on the universal truth. Sounds kind of esoteric it out there, but the idea that no entity is truly thriving unless the members of its team are thriving, unless the global team is thriving. And so a true leader, as my grandfather used to say, is someone who holds the space for the brilliance of others to emerge. A true leader is one who inspires themselves and others to do, be, give, become more than they ever thought possible. And they're creating now more leaders in the process. A true leader is a trailblazer for positive change. A true leader is somebody who considers the effect of their decisions on the world as a whole. They use their power and their influence for the greater good. So you see, success, in my opinion, is not about being at the top of the scoreboard out there. It's about you and your relationship with yourself. It's about personal leadership, first and foremost. It's about being able to look at your colleagues and your competitors in the eye, knowing that you didn't let them down because you told the truth. You took care of the team. You acted in their best interests as well as your own. And none of this can be done without being the leader of your own life. Because how can we lead others until we are able to lead ourselves? Gandhi said if we could change ourselves, the tendencies in the world will also change. So he's saying to us really that when the tendencies in the world are not changing, something in us needs to change. I learned this lesson when I was a young teenager. When I was 16, I formally became a Buddhist. And I'd been introduced to the philosophy and practice as a 10-year-old girl by my uncle. And the Buddhist perspective of justice and peacemaking and global responsibility made complete sense to me. Their values my grandfather, who I was very close to throughout my life, had instilled in me throughout my childhood. Finally, I was having conversations with groups of people that sounded like the voices and conversations that were taking place in my head. My school friends when I was this young girl didn't quite get me, uh, but here was this Group of people that didn't look at me like I had three heads, they embraced what I had to say. So, as I became more and more involved in Buddhist activities, I stepped up as a young woman's leader within the organization. And as that transition happened, the tension between myself and my father grew. See, he was a traditional Hindu, and he didn't quite understand my decision to involve myself in activities of another faith, never mind that they were about global peacemaking. And in the lack of understanding, he probably imagined that I had joined some kind of cult. And so his fears escalated. And at this time, I was a pretty fiery, pretty passionate teenager, and pretty angry that he stood in my way and was opposing my desire to follow my own path in life. My mind would rage with this long list of shoulds. He should understand how important this is to me. He should let me follow my own path. He should let me have my own set of beliefs, even if they're different to his own. One afternoon, after a pretty heated argument, I packed my suitcase and made the decision that I would leave home. I hadn't really thought about where I was going to go, my 16-year-old head, but I reasoned that I had the evening to figure it out. And in the meantime, I headed off that evening to attend a Buddhist global peace conference. And the VP, the vice president of this organization, was taking a Q&A at the end of his talk. And I thought in my mind that I would get validation and support for my decision. So I stood up in that room. There were about 500 people there. And I remember this so vividly. I shared the conflict I was experiencing with my father. And I fully expected this leader to tell me that if my father didn't support my decision, that I was right to leave. And I was inwardly gloating and having some more ammunition to fire at my father when I got home if I needed it. But instead, after listening to me, this vice president, this leader said to me in his very quiet, very steady voice, he said, be a good daughter. His answer blew me away. It was so simple. It was profound in a way. Be a good daughter. You mean I don't have to get angry? I don't have to convince my father that I was right and he was wrong? I don't even need to change him. What struck me was that by looking to dim my father's light, I was unknowingly repelling against the very thing that I stood for. And I realized he had every right to be who he was, just as I had the right to be me. And I realized in that moment that I wasn't quite the leader of my life that I thought I was. I realized I had to take 100% responsibility for my own experience and for the outcome that I was creating. And if my situation hadn't changed, it was because I was blocking it. So what I learned from this and why I share this story with you is this. We need to balance the need to live our truth with other people's need to live theirs. In other words, compassion or nonviolence, as my grandfather's mentor Gandhi called it. Compassion is the quiet cousin of truth. They go hand in hand One cannot exist effectively without the other. So when I share this incident with my grandfather, he helped me to refine my understanding of living my truth as a leader in business. That I must speak truth to power and I must do so with diplomacy and compassion. That's what we've got to do. That's the key to lead and to influence others whether that was my father, whether that was my people in my community or an international organization, I've got to be willing to do the inner work. I need to be willing to put myself into the shoes of my fellow team members, as well as those people that are my opponents, my opposition. I need to be a role model of how I want others to show up. And I learned that from mentors from a solid feedback system. So as an adult, I apply these principles to my business and determined to lead by example, to care as much as I possibly could for the well-being of others, for other people in my team, and the people that I do business with, as much as I do care about my bottom line. I'm so blessed that I have an amazing team around me today that go above and beyond to deliver, and this work ethic keeps clients coming back again and again to hire us. I don't have to ask my tribe or even bribe them. I don't have to ask them to always give their best. They just do it. They always deliver in excellence because we've ingrained that into our culture and how we interact and engage with each other and with other people. And they do it because they see me doing the same for them and for my clients. Every nation has a consciousness that is vibrating at the level of the minds of the citizens that inhabit it and the people that dwell on it. The questions we need to ask ourselves as leaders of tomorrow are how can we raise our own vibration to match what we want to create? How can we skillfully lead with truth, compassion and diplomacy without sacrificing our bottom line? How can we lead with a deep respect for people and their individual truths, the things that are important to them? And do so in a way that inspires our team, attracts top talent, and has our customers running to do business with us. Here's the bottom line if there's one thing we must start addressing as leaders in today's economy, it's this we have to bring humanity back into business. We need to build thriving businesses with a spirit of consciousness, compassion, and collaboration than the three C's, consciousness, compassion, collaboration. Our businesses need this more than ever. Our people need this. Humanity needs it. So I hope this episode has served you. Please comment if you're on board with this message or if you've got a perspective or an experience that you want to share. I'd love to hear it. I truly believe that great change starts with great dialogue and we can propel that by bringing humanity back into our one-to-one interactions and our higher level business operations.